I got this text. Oh yeah. It's from my health centre, and they said mm. if if you were in certain services, mm. you can get the the vaccination quicker. Mm. Indeed. Right? Yeah. And one of those services was funeral services. Exactly. Mm. So can I be employed by you then? <laughs> you can be my errand boy. Of course you can. <laughs> just, That'd be amazing. Just temp- no, not really. Obviously, <laughs> just just for vaccine purposes. <laughs> to sneak you a vaccine. Yeah. Is there, is there anything wrong with that? Not at all. It's entirely ethical. Get on with the show. Welcome everybody to episode 144. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I think you should check. <laughs> Genuinely. That's a, that's a, that's such a good start. And yet again. Hang on, hang on. I'll generally get a check that. Oh, it is. Is right. it? Oh, no. Yeah. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord episode 144 of the mid-faith crisis hello <laughs> my name is nick his page. name's nick page my name's joe davis yada 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 yeah, thank you very much that's okay so so is that true anyway that that you know frontline people like yourself are getting slightly fast track yeah exactly i feel a bit bad about it though i mean i i think i might be getting my vaccine quite soon but i just feel like well why because there's so many more worthy people like what about teachers and what about the person who sits in your checkout who sees hundreds of people coming past breathing all over them all day long taking your food you know checking out your food and everything i mean i would have thought they need it i mean you know i can argue my case as a funeral director and obviously i you know, I'm seeing, well, potentially hundreds of people a week. But, you know, it's I'm not I the only person. I don't person. think you should feel bad about it. No, because there's never a good order, is there? There's, ne- there's no. always all kinds of people who deserve it. And the fact is, all right, we can we can close the schools. Whether we should do is another matter. But we can, mm. we can shield teachers and keep them away. But you can't not yeah. bury the dead. No, not you easily. Know, you've got no, to go and do, do it. That. Yeah, true. And so I think, you know, it's a, that it is what it is. You haven't made the decision. No. I mean, Indeed. it's a shame that really I've gone off the idea of being employed by you. I thought it was quite a good, <laughs> quite Since... a good ruse. But then I thought, actually, no, nothing is worth. Then he considered the job description. <laughs> I thought, I thought, no, nothing is worth ever being having you as my boss. Uh... I can't see how that would ever work. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Well, you know, you know, mixed, really. I suppose it's was it Blue Monday this week, wasn't it? They call it Blue Monday. Mm. This is a new yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and true to life. I mean, look at the weather this week. I mean, it's it's you know it. Is that a self-fulfilling prophecy though? Isn't it? Kind of calling it Blue Monday, then everybody wakes up and goes Blue Monday. It must be awful. I mean, I don't know. I uh, it did feel rather grim. I, agree it, with I mean, you, but... it's the weather does not. I mean, I am definitely solar powered. I don't care whether it's hot or cold, but I do need <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, so, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not been the easiest uh, of weeks. That said. The week got off to the best start you could ever hope. Um, so early Sunday morning, and by early I mean like before eight o'clock, not ridiculously early, but watching the sun come up on the mm. uh, foreshore. We're just out there with loads of little waders and birds, nobody else about or very few people that we could spot. And this swan just flew over our head really low. 
and uh, you could almost touch it. It was beautiful. It was a lovely moment. You know, those wings make that noise mm. when you get it. Anyway, yeah. so that, that got the week off to a good start, and then it was all downhill from there, really. Do you think the swan was actually aiming for you? Yes, <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> oh, also, so a couple of good things. One, mm. had a talk to a lovely home group today. So hello to uh, Natalie and all. Uh, that was lovely. Uh, so they crashed their little group, which was lovely. Oh, right, okay. Gosh, people actually took you up on that. I know. Yeah, they really have. Although, of course, now I'm that. now I, I I organised it when I wasn't busy, and of course now I am yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah. I might put a little pause on it for a little while. Uh, although I am chatting to another one soon, so that's lovely. And I also had a chat with our friend Dave Tomlinson, who right. is a lovely man, and um, and I want to get him back on the show if you let me, because I think he's got something very interesting to say. Sure. So I like, yeah, that would be great. And he's, yeah. he's he's a bit of a sort of, you know, sort of elder figure for me. He's just like someone a bit older and wiser and he's got some mm. some helpful stuff and he's he's running the race. He's, yeah, he's lovely. Anyway, that's enough about me. How about you? How are you? Well, you know, I've been a bit under the weather, actually. Yeah, physically what's not, not good. Oh, I don't know. It's a stomachy thing that I've had for for a long time and it's just going oh, yeah. on. And, and I think you just get... Yeah, it is a bit bleak, I must admit. You know, mm. it, it, I, I, you know, I've been journaling every mm. day. Well, some days I don't, you know, some days I catch up. So right. some days I won't do it, like a couple of days, and then I'll catch mm. up and then I'll write. Early in the week, I think it was Monday, I realised I hadn't written anything over the weekend. So I, I, I opened up the journal to do it, and I realised I couldn't remember a thing about Saturday. It was like <laughs> blank. It was like just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> And it's sort of like that at the moment, isn't it? It's all yeah. a bit featureless. It's like a desert. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just a bit gloomy. But, um, yeah, I've been doing other things. I've been, think, you know, doing all the garden kind ah, of thing good. I was talking about. And That's I bought some auriculars. Have you? Do you know auriculars? I've never heard I of them before. I can't remember them. I might recognise them. They are primula. They're small. But, and it, it kind of feeds into my historical thing as well because it got very popular in the 18th century to do auricular theatres, which are like arrangements of these plants. And they're beautiful, stunning little flowers. Oh. So I'll just okay. see. I've got a load of those. So I'll just see if I can kill those off. Excellent. Uh, you know. <laughs> it is strange, isn't it? Because I'm doing all the things you're meant to do. And I am genuinely thankful for all that is great in my life. Mm. And I was, mm. you know, doing that counting your blessings thing. But it's still... Man, there's still a lot of sort of just heaviness around and you there feel is. like you're kind of fighting it the whole the whole time. There is. And I'm mm. sure it's partly mm. the, the time, you know, it's the time of the, the year. Anyway, we're going to talk about this a little later on, I think. So mm. uh, shall we plunge in? We have had loads of feedback. We have. We just had some really great stuff. So we're going to hold some over to next week, I think. Yeah, I think what um, we'll do is next week we'll do that sort of catch up on you know the mid-faith yeah. crisis how long does it go on yeah yeah and, yeah. You know, yeah what color is it and yeah what shape exactly, <laughs> that kind of stuff. exactly. this this week let's we've got to, i think we're going to pick up on a few other things so anyway, yeah, yeah yeah far away uh, well first of all just a really nice one from helen who says she asks if anyone else finds god has a slightly warped sense of humor she says she says my husband was a student pastor of a baptist church for a year at the start of the year he told god he wanted to see the cover of the baptistry off uh, so so he was also cha he was also we come back to that he was also okay. chaplain to the local primary school as part of their re they did a tour of the baptist church building and the cover came off the baptistry so they could see it properly i know that's what i said but it isn't what i meant he said <laughs> so 
is that a Baptist phrase then? Is that it is, it's a ba- it's a bit of a Baptist. Well, I assume so. It's a Baptist thing. When you say you want to see the cover off, you don't mean you literally want to see the carpet right. come up. You mean you want to see people <laughs> baptized. That's that's. The... <laughs> We've got our own language. Yeah, well, presumably that's why God misunderstood. You know, he's, 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 like, he's going. Well, it's not my fault, is it? If you're, you're going to talk in obvious language, you do not what pray. Can I do about it? If you don't pray clearly, what do you expect? <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> I just took you literally. <laughs> Love it. Okay, okay, and then we've had one from uh, Peter. Lovely Peter. He says this. Hi, Joe and Nick. He says, you began with an email, uh, Nick's it was, asking about denying ourselves. And you discussed some of the challenges of this notion. The only way I can make sense of this idea is to see the human psyche as containing multiple selves, if you like. So we might ask, who is the self that is denying and who is the self that is denied? Fascinatingly, later on in the podcast, Nick P, that's you, by the way, that, uh, be me. Yeah, spoke about the realisation that he didn't have to be orthodox, that he could express things that were not the agreed orthodoxy. This is a brilliant example of one self, a self-authoring self, if you like, uh, denying or at least dispensing with a more socialised self. He's good, this. He says, in general, it's far easier to fit into the church by being conformist or by having a socialised form of mind. Letting go of this, denying it, is critical to continued growth, but profoundly uncomfortable in many church communities. Jesus experienced this himself and got killed for it, so we need to take it seriously. Let's make sure we don't see the MFC as a problem to be solved, but a call to growth. Love and best wishes, Peter. Well, thank you very much. I've always... I don't know about being a self-authoring self. I, I suppose I am an author, so it works. Yeah, exactly. Really, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure I get all the psyche bits there, but I'll have to, I'll have to think about that again. But thank you, I, Peter. That's, yeah, no, and I did. You, you probably get it more than I do. Well, I, I edited it down a bit, and he did quote all the various references and you know psychoanalysts okay. and things like that, which, um, which is amazing. But I appreciate the thoughtful thing, and I do find it helpful. I mean, I know it sounds a bit like multiple personality disorder, but I do think of, you know, someone used the language of your like your life is like a play. And inside there are many different actors and there's good yeah. actors and there's villains and there's all sorts of it. And you should appreciate all of them and the role that they play in your life. Uh, I quite like that metaphor. I find that quite helpful. Yeah. And also, we haven't mentioned your Nickness this week, but I sort of feel like here is a good place to mention a little quote that I came across this week from our dear friend Richard Raw, who I know you love so dearly before you say anything before you start going through all your george mcdonald quotes again uh so no i read this this week and i thought this is so so true to sort of you know that inner self and your nickness he talked about he's talking about liberation theology he was talking about the liberation that moses leads is first uh, cemented in a face-to-face encounter with God. As we know, according to the book of Exodus, the Lord used to speak to Moses face-to-face as a person speaks to a friend. God gradually answers Moses' many objections as to why he shouldn't lead his people. 
Uh, one, who am I? Two, who are you? Three, what if they don't believe me? Four, I stutter. And five, why not send someone else? In each case, God patiently stays in the dialogue, answering Moses respectfully and even intimately, offering a promise of personal presence and an ever-sustaining glimpse into who God is. God is being itself, existence itself, a nameless God beyond all names. Blah, 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 blah. I am who I am. Over the course of his story, we see Moses slowly absorbs this same daring freedom. Despite the failings and limitations Moses perceived in himself, he is liberated by God's faith in him. And it was that phrase, God's faith in him, that really struck me um, that, with what you were saying about who mm. we are. That actually it's not that you're wanting to amplify your ego. You're merely wanting to emphasise the true you and who God has made you to be. And not only that, who God has complete faith in. It rather reminded me of the New Testament passage where Jesus is encouraging Peter to get out the boat mm, and walk mm. to. And, you know, he sunk not because of his lack of faith in Jesus, because of, but because of his lack of faith in himself. And what Jesus was bringing to Peter was wanting him to believe in what he could do, that he could walk on. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, that returning to the your nickness a bit because i think god wants you to have faith in it in that nickness do you see what i mean yes i don't i don't think i have a problem i like that idea that god might have faith in us in a certain mm. way you know it's a different yeah. uh, way of using yeah. the word faith but but uh and i like the idea of god patiently staying in the dialogue yeah i think yeah. It, it's back to that thing about it's not so much that I don't have faith in myself, although I, I do doubt myself a lot, mm. as you know, and I'm very mm. kind of, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite sort of I, I, I'm quite critical of myself and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think it's more that, that thing about what, what Peter was writing about, about how, how, you know, it feels, does it feel wrong to actually sort of dwell on that? Should I yeah. be seeking more? You know, to deny the essential yeah. You know, is it self-indulgent? And I think that's what we, we were kind of talking about. Yeah. But I like that idea of, I like that idea of, of, of Moses being liberated by God's faith in him. Yeah. God's belief that you can do. do this as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's as simple as you know, just if you believe yourself in yourself, you can walk on water. If I'm honest, but you know, I, I, I see where that comes from. Mm. Um, yeah, but anyway. Okay. Okay. So, uh, picking up on this, to the email from Dan, who says, after listening to the Nicks and Joe talk about the whole concept of denying oneself, I felt two things: one, I need to weigh in, and two, I want to change my name to Nick. Nicks are cool. Well, that says, is undeniable. <laughs> undeniably true. <laughs> he said, I grew up in a church environment that frankly practiced an abusive form of denying yourself. Any expression of individuality was frowned upon and seen as selfish and sinful. There was a not-so-unwritten rule of what you should look, think and act like, and any diversions were reprimanded. Needless to say, as I grew up, I knew I had to escape and find a church that was more interested in discipling Christians as opposed to cloning what they thought Christians should be. Steve Taylor's album, I Want to Be a Clone, was a pivotal moment for me. Me too, I loved that album. Do you remember uh, that? No, I, I no, never heard it. Oh, I heard him sing it at Greenbelt. Wonderful. Oh, anyway, moving on. Over the course of shedding that repressive Christianity and trying to find the balance of who God is and who I am and is his creation, I have swung back and forth on the whole being who God made me to be in self-sacrifice and have come to the conclusion that, yes, it is a balance of both. 
us, Barley Brethren, have been exploring the Enneagram personality profiles with the intent on discovering who God made us to be and drilling down into what this means for us and how we interact with others. The thing that intrigues me, as I generally do not like personality tests, as they tend to limit more than anything, is that it shows you who you are when you are healthy, unhealthy or just getting by. So far, I'm considered a helper. And if I am healthy, then I'm helpful without taking advantage of others or being taken advantage of by others. But if I am at my worst, then well, I'm not healthy in my relationships. This has shed light on what it means to self-sacrifice. As a helper, I can put others' needs first without being resentful, or I can resentfully put others' needs before me, depending on my state of health. Yeah. God made me to be a helper. How, how I do it is up to me. It is important to find out who you are. It is even more important to be healthy. So self-discovery is not a selfish thing, but an extremely important process. More important is your health and working towards being a healthy person. So you can truly be sacrificial without sacrificing who you are and your health. Denying your nickness is really a form of limiting who God made you to be and tends to lead to a false self-sacrifice. Discovering who you are leads to truly being able to self-sacrifice in the way God made you to be. And that's from Dan. See, that's excellent, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. So not only is Dan part of the Barley Brethren, who we've talked about before, who yeah. meet up and drink beer and listen to this podcast and discuss things and are generally <laughs> wonderful in Canada, but <laughs> yes, he speaks a lot more plainly than Richard Fluffy Raw does. Oh, I, I leave understand it. all that. <laughs> really? that. That is really helpful, uh, Dan. Thank you for that. And especially, you know, you are right, Nicks yeah. are cool. I feel more affirmed. I have more yeah. faith in myself. Good, good. It's great. Now, and, and I, I do love that. And, and the Enneagram is a really helpful tool for, you know, I think for discipleship because, you know, and I'm, I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast that, you know, the one size fits all model of discipleship just doesn't work. And a classic example of that is, according to the Enneagram type of me and Rachel, you know, Rachel's spiritual practice is to maybe break a few rules and my spiritual practice is to maybe keep a few. <laughs> so, you know, you <laughs> preaching one sermon about what you ought to do and how you ought to pray and what you ought to deny, you know, just doesn't work. Because for the for the the mum of children who doesn't get a moment's peace, who has totally denied herself in sacrifice of her children, mm. um, the spiritual practices that they need at that time to really engage with God's love for them and concern for them and, and how to how to serve well in the world, which is basically bringing up your kids, mm. is totally different to, you know, well, what my role was when, when the kids were young. And I had no doubt that I had the much easier job. I was just, you know, pastoring a church, doddle. <laughs> which... well, if it was that easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> You know what I mean. Yeah, uh, different yeah. different practices. And so, you know, thank you so much for that, Dan, and for just highlighting that and saying it very well. I think the other thing it makes me think about is the audience for it as well. So not to, again, I feel I'm pretty quite guilty of the old, the nickness thing. But, yeah. you know, it's the, the and my Enneagram is, is the four thing about being special. Mm. Look at me, look at me. Mm. But I really don't want to develop my own sort of personal take on various things in order that other people look at it mm. so you know, you know yeah. the things i talked about the art and all that kind of yeah. they're very personal to me they're not about that at all it's just i think for me to find a style that i feel yeah. expresses things 
Yeah. It might be useful in terms of when I write or whatever, but mostly it won't. It's not about that. It's about kind of personal expression, I suppose, really. Mm. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I get it. Really helpful. And I think the theme of self-sacrifice is interesting because I want to talk about, you know, we talk about everyday life. And I want to talk about yeah. just something that happened to me earlier uh, this month. Yeah. Right. Okay. And thinking about this self-denying yeah. kind of thing is... I want to talk about when is it okay to lose patience? <laughs> or isn't it? Because, <laughs> That's so a was, good question. So I was standing in the chemist, right? Yeah. Waiting for a prescription. And I, and I was there 40 minutes. Yeah. I was literally there. They, they just... Yeah. Okay, they, are, they are clearly not only sort of... Them, they're growing the drugs. And, and then <laughs> processing them. And I thought they just bought them all in these days. But no, quite clearly, th this chemist is handcrafting each tiny capsule, monogramming it. And, I feel your pain. <laughs> Moulding the plastic around it and, 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 and handwriting the box before giving it to me. I, I just yeah. was so... And I... Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, I know I'm I'm really angry inside, but of course I didn't express any mm. of that. I was doing the whole let's all pull together thing and all this kind mm. of stuff. So I just wondered, when is it okay to complain about that stuff? Mm. You know, what's the spirituality of, of customer service? Yeah, that's you a know. good question, yeah. I, yeah. And I don't know what, what you think about that. I know I have, I, I've had my own feelings about what it's... You know, in other yeah. words, because it's not just about me, that is it. It's also about the, the yeah. fact that everybody thinks that about our chemist. And maybe yeah. it's a chemist thing. I don't know. And I think it is because my chemist is not renowned for their quick customer service. And I'd, I have gone in there and had to walk out because I went in to buy something rather than get a prescription. Right. And just everyone was behind the scenes doing stuff. And after five minutes, I thought, I think I, I haven't got time. Right. Because I don't know whether you're even serving customers today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to shout. <laughs> I mean, clearly there's stuff going on. Maybe there are chemists listening even now who are, who are really yeah. very angry with us for our yes. lack of understanding. But maybe maybe there's a lot of stuff we don't understand. Well, I, I, I'm sure there is. I'm sure it is a very demanding and complex and difficult role. So, so I suppose the thing is, how would... How would Jesus complain about bad service? <laughs> That's a really good question. What would he do? <laughs> would he, you know, on those apps yeah. you get as well. Do you ever yeah. do this? You get to, you know, you get to go stars or, and mm. I've done it. Mm. And I realised that, I suppose one of the things is I, I only ever do that when I've had really bad service. Most of the mm. time. That's not mm. helpful, is it? For no, stars. no. If you're going to complain, you should also uh, praise, you know, shouldn't you? Yeah. I don't know it's whether complaining or losing your patience is... I don't think it's a sort of binary question, or is that wrong no. or right? It's, I think it's a question of what what you're complaining about, and is, and is that right? I mean, the question is, has the chemist done anything wrong? Well, have they done anything at all, was my question. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe they could have communicated why it's taking so long, and I think we yes. always feel better when we're communicated with sometimes. yes. yes. But let's assume in this imaginary scenario, I don't really like picking on chemists, but I've certainly been in queues, you know, to get, you know, a, a, I don't know, cream tea or something. And um, and it has taken an extraordinary long time. 
uh, and you can sort of see that there's a very bad system in place. (laughs) You can actually see it's not good. I think, you know, we've quoted the great theologian theological body of banana rama before I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah i think so because it, it ain't what you do it's the way that you do it isn't it and oh that is that's in the bible that is <laughs> i'm sure it it's, is. A, it's in proverbs so i i think it's it's not wrong to complain surely uh because some things need complaining about and uh, but it but how you do that and the energy with which you do it i would thought would determine whether it's like jesus or not yeah yeah, I suppose it was everything else as well, because it, it, we it's part of a whole sort of ecosystem of patience that we're having. To, yeah, exactly. An environment of patience yeah. that we're having to bear at the moment. Mm. And 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 that's not a bad thing, actually. I mean, I think probably what I've been reflecting mm. on for myself is that here we are in 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 lockdown 3.0 or 3.2 or whatever it is. Um, and I yeah. think for me personally, yeah. I, I just feel this is really where I'm going to learn the stuff because yeah. I hate this one. Yeah, me too. So I was speaking to some people about this this week because there are a lot of people I know who are who are struggling mm. more this time than before, I think. Mm. And I, I think it is true. It's slightly, it's slightly trite, but I think it is true that we learn much more from the Januarys than we do from the Julys. You know, yeah, I mean, the no, lockdown in July was, was tough, but, but this one is in January and it's tougher. And therefore, so I suppose... I don't mind if you say, no, you have to endure it and be patient. But you are right. It's about the positive. It's about the how. Can you make a positive change? Can I really make a positive change for these people in those circumstances? Could I really yeah. point things out in a way that's going to actually help them? Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I, know. Yeah, I, I often, don't know, though. I, I often otherwise, think, it's just going to go on, isn't it? I often yeah. think writing is the right way to do it you know because then you can say it with the right you know you can do it with all the thanks for all the things they do great and how much you appreciate them and how vital they are and all that a lot and you notice you know i kind of think you can weigh it more you know aren't you supposed to do two positives to one negative in appraisals and things i don't know but you know maybe yeah it is so, that so that of... kind of writing yeah i thought you just meant going graffiti on their wall no yeah. no i actually meant a letter i do you're useless <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that helps. No. Yeah. Okay. So again, that finds a process. I, I suppose that's the one principle: is you step yeah. back for start. So probably not exactly. then. No. Because if it's they the are wrong time. absolutely yeah. struggling with you know yeah. all kinds of stuff, and there were other bits going on that I could see mm. were yeah. a bit of a hassle. Yeah. Um, I also think having had daughters who work in retail, it's a pig of an environment. To work. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, it is. The, there isn't really much training or anything like that. And people are rude. People are very rude to yes, you. Yes, yes. Um, that's just a part of everyday life for people in the service industry now. And I think it's probably getting worse. And I think, like you say, the whole background of COVID and everything, we've all got short fuses, so it doesn't take much to set us off on one. Um, I think that's true. But, uh, I mean, like you, I mean, I, I can't bear this lockdown, really. But I do think that with it's worse because of winter. I do think that definitely. Hmm. And but I, I, you know, to to quote you from the other time, you know, there is an opportunity in all of this. And I wonder if it is following (laughs) it is following the the season itself. So this is winter. So aren't we meant to feel a little bit death like, you know, notice it. Aren't we supposed to? I mean, Hmm. we shouldn't be surprised that we feel a bit glamour and a bit more miserable that there's sort of this death energy around because that's that's happening 
in the season. But spring is going to come and summer is going to come. And I, I sort of feel like, you know, I'm past sort of beating myself up and feeling guilty that I'm not walking in joy and victory all the time. Yeah, <laughs> do, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? I don't think God ever made me to be like that. And all those songs about I just want to praise you with every breath and all those sort of things, that's part of the you know that's why they don't really uh, rattle my cage anymore because i i don't want to praise god all the time i'm not joyful i'm not walking in victory all the time. some of the time i'm just grinding it out and waiting for a better day uh, to come mm. and i think that's okay actually but it's good to notice it and own yeah. it and mm. and not try and deny it you know this is this is where we're at it's the end of january one of the worst years of my life really and for many of us and um and you know there isn't there is sort of is an end in sight, but it doesn't really feel like it at the moment. So I think we can embrace the lament of the moment, really. Um, how you do that in a Christ-like way, you know, when it comes down to complaining when things are bad. I think it's just that having that reminder that, you know, you are loved and those people are loved and afford them the dignity that you want. As you, as you complain about whatever it is that needs complaining about, maybe. Well, I think that's really helpful. I think it is a good, it's a good thing to look at it and say, yes, well, at least I'm noticing this. Yeah. This is quite good. Yeah. At least I'm not just sort of... Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity to know more about myself. As we said, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a problem, I'm an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I suppose that you have to look at the other ways of, 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 of see how helpful you can be. Can you be helpful in that situation? Yeah. Rather than, yeah. I, I'm always very careful. For example, when I talk to 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 um, people on phone lines about problems, yeah. to know that they yeah. are really at the end of the, they're not the cause of it at all. That no. the system is really doing it. And, yes. And, and 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 so I I never like to lose my temper with them, except when I think, well, I don't lose my temper, but except, yeah. You know, strategically sometimes I do just to, to <laughs> if I think I'm being if I think I'm being uh, lied to. I think that's yes. where I kind of get a bit yeah, sure. kind yeah. of shirty. But, yeah, well, but okay. no, I think to try and remember the situation that they're in. Um, anyway, I mean, patience. It's it, This is what we are learning. Mm. And we're not in, as we've said before in this podcast, this is a new thing for our society. We're, a, we're an instant answer society. We're, a, we're an Amazon Prime spirituality. We want it all immediately, yeah. but we can't have it. You've got to be patient. So yeah. I will try and uh, try and embrace that. And, more, I, and I think like our beloved Dallas Willard used to say, you, you know, your life is perfectly designed to get the results you're getting. <laughs> you know, he used to say that a lot, you know, yeah, you know, and your reactions and the way out of those, if you don't like them, is to train. Yes, I mean, it is yes. training. So, yes. you know, your life is one big training ground and that's the context for discipleship. Your life exactly as it is with your chemist and your wife and your kids and your noisy yes. neighbours, all of those things. God has this bespoke training programme for you. Uh, to help you become more Christ-like. And somehow I think we just got to retain that in the in the tough time, in the winters, you know, in, and, and in the difficult moments that actually mm. there's opportunities for grace here somewhere. Um, I might not be able to access it in the moment, in which case maybe I should hold off reacting <laughs> until I can see it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Cool. We love Dallas. Well, that's great. Uh, uh, thank you. I mean, uh, do get in touch if you've got anything to add on, on the spirituality of customer service uh, from the brilliant. point of view of those who are giving it and those who are receiving it. Um, 
And yeah. if you are a chemist and you want to say, Nick, yeah. you're selfish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, always, I'm interested in the idea, you know, the customer is always right as well, because that's clearly not true. You know, that cannot <laughs> no. logically be true. A lot of customers are uttered. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So maybe we can hear from people who've, had, who've uh, experienced yeah. this the other way around as well, from the other side of the counter. Brilliant. Um, we should wrap up. We should. We'll be back next week with some uh, feedback. And so please do send in your emails to any of this and more to joe at midfaithcrisis.org. We'd love to hear from you. And also massive thanks to anybody who gives uh, to the uh, podcast, whether it's a one-off gift or a regular bit of giving. It is such a blessing. And thank you so much. Thank you very much for being there. We will see you next week. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>